Music and fun. Miskin Radio. Wednesday between 7 and 8, it's the Kieran Paul Show. Uh, this is the show where we bring you guests from comedy, acting and music with live performances. On tonight's show, we have musician Jack Burns. Welcome, Jack. Yo. And comedians Ravi Holy and Danny Walsh. Welcome, Ravi and Danny. Hello, Kieran, mate. Um, as for you, get in touch with us on Twitter using the hashtag the KP Sessions and see what we're up to as well throughout the show on Instagram and Snapchat. We've got loads of producers in the house doing loads of brilliant videos and photos. So we're going to come to you straight away, Ravi Holy. Now, it's a big time for you at the moment because of Easter. Why? <laughs> That's a bit heavy. Uh, well, Easter, it's a big deal in Christianity. Um, it's our main festival. So I will be in church for a Because you are a vicar. Oh, because I'm a vicar. Sorry, mm. yes. Yes, I should have mentioned that. I am a vicar. The Reverend Ravi Holy, in fact. Um, and I will be sort of in church solidly from sort of tomorrow morning through till Sunday afternoon. I mean, I'm sure you ask this all the time, but how does it differ between stand-up and, and, and differing things in church? Uh, well, there, there's, there's actually more similarities than you might think. Yeah, I mean, in, yeah. in, in, in both a comedy gig and a, a church, if anything, more than 10 people turn up, that's, that's a good gig, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. And in, in both worlds, no one ever wants to sit in the front row. For <laughs> really? Reasons. Yeah. No, in churches, nobody ever sits in the front row. Why do you reckon that is? I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. In a comedy club, you can see why people don't want to sit in the front row because yeah. they don't want to get picked on. But in church, I mean, what do they think? I mean, we don't really pick on people. No, no. Well, I think so, some you know, Catholic churches maybe do that. But um, I, I have seen my colleagues in the Catholic church actually have a go. Really? People. Yeah, yeah. Partic- particularly around this time, like Christmas and Easter, you get this sort of thing where... You know, suddenly the church is full instead of the normal ten people, and the sort of it would oh, nor- sure. normally be a kind of miserable sort of Irish Catholic priest who will sort of go, "Well, you know, you're all here now, but I don't see you the rest of the time." Is that racist? Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm half Irish, rather. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But I, we don't do that. In the Church of England, we're nice. We're just we're always pleased to see anyone of who course, does turn yeah. up and yeah. try and encourage them to come back. And, of course, your name as well, like Ravi Holy. Yeah, Holy. it sort of works, vicar. doesn't it, as a name for a vicar. You couldn't get it better. I know. But it could, it, it could have gone very badly wrong because I, I originally trained to be a Pentecostal minister. Do you know what Pentecostals are? That's... Uh, the technical term for happy clappy Christians. Right, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But and, and I was training to be one of them, and someone said to me, "Well, you realise if you if you go down that road, your your job title would be Pastor Ravioli." <laughs> so that was the main reason I switched to the Church of England. And obviously, Ravioli is not the name I was born with. That was a stage name from a previous life when mm. I was in a rock and roll band. Which we will talk about later, definitely. We'll about um, later. And maybe we'll do some songs. Yeah, we could do a number together. I was yeah. say, when, yeah. I, when I heard about it first, yeah, I was like. Funged into my mind, we just should. We'll just that, that would be great. We'll just actually see if we can improvise something mm, together it. later. Brilliant. Poor Danny, though. I mean, come on. That's all right. right. I'll clap along. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. Fine. Well, you can Fine. sort of. Yeah. Fine. I mean, you've got the mic. You've got the headphones. Yeah, yeah. You can be sort of beatbox. I'll be the manager. There you go. You could, can you beatbox? No. Okay. Could you? You were prepared to have a go? See how well, we get on. I could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll give it a go. Why not? No blocking, let's say yes. Yeah. yeah. If not, you could just be the sort of bears of the group. <laughs> yeah. All right, producer Ben, then, can we reorganise the entire show so we have <laughs> more, uh, more songs in? And yeah, you did a funeral. Like, obviously, you know, you have to do funerals. Very, yeah, very hard. You know, I, ca- I can't imagine what, what that's like. But who did you do one specifically as once? Well, when Karen, the village hairdresser, died, uh, she was a big Elvis fan, <laughs> and I used to do an Elvis tribute act, and the family asked me if I would take the service 
dressed as Elvis Presley. <laughs> that is amazing. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I was. A, I thought it was a terrible idea, really, and I tried to talk them out of it. And um, yeah, but they were very insistent. Um, I said, "Well, look, why don't you sleep on it?" Called them the next day, and they. I said, "Have you, you know?" And they said, "Yeah, well, look, actually, we've been thinking about it, and you know, Mum did really like Elvis, but." I think on balance she preferred Tina Turner. So, <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, that's definitely not going to happen. You know? I mean, it's one thing to put on a sort of sequin jumpsuit, but there's yeah. no way that I'm going to wear a dress and high heels. If, if, you know, and I said, if that's what you want, you need to speak to the, my Catholic colleague around the corner, Father Rodney, because he'd very happily do that. No, <laughs> I didn't say that. But, um, <laughs> I, so I did, actually, I did actually take the service wearing a gold lame jacket over this gear with an Elvis wig and the glasses yeah because you're dressed you've got the dog collar on so and if you go on yeah. Instagram and Snapchat you'll actually be able to see if you use the hashtag the KP session you can actually see Ravine is, is full kit now but so did you have the wig as well yeah well obviously because again your viewers listeners can't say I'm bald so I mean bald you can't really have a bald Elvis <laughs> no so, so yeah I had the wig and the glasses I brought the glasses do you want to see the glasses yeah man <laughs> Oh no, they're in the other room. Oh. I have, but I have got the glasses. Well, we, we, we'll take a photo. We get, we get a photo of you later. Right. Um, yeah. That right. is the best story I've ever heard. Uh, did you so do like great. any voices? Like, did you do any? Did you have to do any impressions of? Like, I mean, as you were an Elvis impersonator, like, did you have to do any particular? I'm trying to think what I did. Um, what, what epitaph in it or anything? I, like I, I'm, well, so okay, it was very, it was very show busy. So yeah. I mean, there, there were a lot of people there. I mean, like three, four hundred people packed into the church. That's a, and we, we began with, I don't know if you're familiar with Elvis's back catalogue, but one of his classic albums, live album called uh, An Afternoon in the Garden, recorded at Madison Square Gardens. And he used to come on to the also Sprach Zarathustra, that, which is best known as the music from 2001. So we played that mm. as, as the intro music. So we, had, we let that build up, build up, build up. And then it goes into this big and then breaks into That's All Right Mama. And that was the point at which Brilliant. the doors swing open, you know, and I appear. Well, I think the coffin came first. Did it, I can't remember if it was a coffin or me that came. Yeah, I think the coffin came first, was carried in. Then I appeared in the gold lime jacket on the, on the way. Um, it was just crazy. And um, was there anyone? Like, was there anyone there thinking this is silly? Because like, was there anyone? Do you reckon there were people like, what's going on here? Like, I... well, what was what was? I mean, when I, I as I say, I was against it when I yeah, was first yeah. told to do it. But then you know, the family just sort of said to me, "But that is what she would have wanted," and and I was like, "Well, who am I to?" Oh, no, no, no. I mean, no. I did have to check it with my bishop. Mm. And, and how did you approach him then? <laughs> like, is it a male bishop? Like, how, did you, how did you approach At your boss? At that point, like... sadly, there were only male bishops. Yeah, yes. Female bishops yeah, came in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. But, um, uh, so I rang him and I said, look, and, but he was very cool about it. This is Trevor, Bishop Trevor Wilmot, Bishop of Dover. You know, he's my diocesan bishop. And he just said, yeah, fantastic. This is exactly what we should be doing. You know, meeting people where they are. That's mm. what it's all about. Cool. Which was brilliant because then when one of, uh, uh, an ex-parishioner of mine then sort of rang me up going, I've heard that you're planning on doing this. I think it's absolutely outrageous. Yeah. It's disgraceful. I was able to go, to be honest, mate, I agree with you, but who am I to argue with the bishop? He said that this is what I've got to do. So, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And in fact, I mean, there were a lot of people who had, in, in the in the congregation, who was quite worried about it? Yeah. Who then? Actually, I assume you were worried about it. Were you like when before as you walk, or were you not? Like, did you think you know what? Let's enjoy this. I mean, I mean, obviously, I kind of thought it needs to be done. 
Sure. It, we had to sort of walk quite a fine yeah. line yeah. between yeah. it being kind of crass and, and mm. but you know, it, 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 it sort of worked, really. And what, um, um, so that was one interesting phone call you had. But tell us about the wedding phone call. <laughs> uh, well, th- this was the, in the kind of, you know, it shouldn't happen to a vicar type of thing. So um, this was one, you know, with weddings. And so we do, you know, however many weddings a year. Uh, most weddings happen in the summer. We send out an email at, uh, around about January, sort of inviting people to a sort of preparation day, all the couples that are getting married. Kind of. And uh, so when this goes out one year, we get a message back from the, 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 the proposed groom saying, I'm afraid that the wedding's actually not going ahead because I found out she was cheating on me. So not only is the wedding that happened, we've split up. So I was like, oh, you know, goodness me, this is, this is, you know. So I then emailed back, go, I'm so sorry to hear that, you know, if there's anything I can do to help, you know, if you'd like to meet and talk things, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but no, no response. Uh, and then about a month before the actual date of the wedding, it had originally been set, the guy rings me up going, so look, the, you know, the wedding's a month away, I haven't heard anything, what's going on? <laughs> and I was, sorry, um, I... I, uh, I got this email from you saying it was cancelled. He went, what? What? No, the wedding's not cancelled. I'm really, you know, the wedding, what's going on? And I said, oh, okay, well, this is rather alarming because, I, I mean, let me just check. Yes, I, you know, I've got this email received on this date saying, and I'm sorry to break this to you, mate, but it's, I mean, someone claiming to be you said the wedding's off because, like, you know, yeah. she, she cheered on you. And he was going, well, you know, is this a joke? I was going, well, I don't, I don't know. And, I was going, it sounds to me like one of your mates has sort of played a really horrible prank on you. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, when we, when we then checked it out, the, when we'd emailed him, we'd put a dot in. So it had gone to oh. John Dot Smith at Hotmail instead of John <laughs> Smith oh, at no. Hotmail. Yeah. But oh, the, wow. the imbecile who had received this email in error had actually thought, I know what would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could have it could have gone really <laughs> badly wrong because, as far as we were concerned, we had you know a cancelled booking. You know, if you'd rung and said yeah. you want, we'd have, you know we'd have we could have booked it out to you, and then we'd have had two different people going. Mm. Well, you know, we're meant to be getting married. On and the same and in day. this day and age, you know, people spend about twenty five, thirty grand on average on a wedding now. You know, and it, it so, I mean, we could have been sued. You know, I mean, I have to say, I was really tempted to take vengeance on this person to actually, you know, track down their sort of, you know, what's the IP address? T- track mm. down their IP address, find their, you know, and then just, I don't know, send someone to, you know, turn up, you know, send you round dressed as a policeman. So, <laughs> you know, we've found that we've had some reports of suspicious things on your computer. You know, put, but uh, clearly. As a as a Christian, I would never do something no, like that. No, also, it's an offence to impersonate a police officer. I believe. Actually, oh, it's yeah. not, actually oh, I can on. tell you. Well, it, um, yes, it probably. Mm, <laughs> well, because well, when I was this was something that came up. We wanted. You know, I used to be a private investigator before I was. Sorry, a, no. What the? Sorry, oh, you, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It was my first job after I came out of rehab. I was a private a, investigator. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, yeah. And so, I mean, make, basically, what we did as to you know tracking people down and stuff like that it was all ringing people up pretending to be you know, someone else yeah d- department of social security i think probably we couldn't actually it probably is an offense to pretend to be the police but you know you can you, yeah. i mean i remember someone challenging me on it saying well you know most of the time we pretend to be department of social security or the post office or you know a bank or whatever whatever 
and and we actually checked it i mean i rang you know this person said i'm going to ring the police and ask them about this and, and the police just said you know quite frankly you can ring someone up and say you're mickey mouse and if they believe you that's that's their problem not yours so i mean actually pretending to be someone else mm. isn't an offense wow. but maybe i think you're probably right pretending to be the police is how do you know that then Movie, just movies movies, just movies right, yeah right yeah there you go. Right, well, I'm Jeremy Clarkson, and you're listening to Top Gear. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is the Gear and Ball Show. Uh, we've got uh, Ravi Holy in telling us some ridiculous stories. Um, we've got musician Jack Burns who's going to be doing a couple of songs, and we've got comedian uh, Danny Walsh as well, who we're going to be hearing from him after this here on Miskin Radio. Hi, this is Johnny Rain. Catch me every Tuesday night between 8 and 10 for the Jog On Radio Show here on Miskin Radio. And it's Dartford musician David Ford uh, with Poor Little Poison. So in, in the studio have comedians Ravi Holy and Danny Walsh. We've also got Jack Burns, uh, singer-songwriter, who's going to be doing two live original songs for us very shortly. Um, so you've just heard some spectacular stories from Ravi. Um, now, Danny, uh, we all need to learn about comedy, uh, but your son teaches you about comedy, specifically joke-making. In, in a way, yeah. He, he's become very creative with how he gets me to do things for him. And how old is he? Let's just confirm. He's that. seven. Seven years yeah. old. Okay. And um, yeah, how does he? How does he teach you? Well, um, he came up to me once and he said, "Dad, I've got a joke." And he went straight into it. Doctor, doctor. I keep waking up feeling like a cheese sandwich. So then the doctor turns around and says, "All right, I'll make you one." Hmm. Lovely. So I thought, oh, it's a decent little joke. But then he went on to explain, "No, Dad, what it is in <laughs> this joke? You're the doctor." And in real life, it is way past lunchtime. And so he just wanted me to make him a sandwich. That was all it was. So, yeah, he's very creative. Very creative so little more, boy. It was more like an analysis of what, like, your, your, your fathering like. Yeah, right? my <laughs> skills as a parent. Yep, he was evaluating me poorly, No one basically. needs that from a seven-year-old. No, no. Especially because he was six at the time. Oh, it man. was, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, what, what, why did you have to cancel a gig? Uh, it was something to be with your daughter. <laughs> Yeah, so it was quite early when I was doing stand-up, um, so it was over a year ago. But she <laughs> she was very small at the time, and she'd given me a black eye, basically, right. this tiny human being. So I cancelled the gig, but I just told them that she was ill. You couldn't, like... And it was I'm a not going to say shiner, what gig it was, right. but... No, 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 but it was a good shiner, like... Well, it, the bruise came out quite... I, black eye is quite a... It's, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but there was definitely bruising around my eye. Noticeable. So her hands must have been. Was, did, was it a kick? No, it's her was foot. It, she her, was a kick. She, she kicked out with her foot and landed me straight in the uh, eye. And how old was she? Less. She was. So she, like, I think it was before she was one. So like teeny oh. tiny feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds really cute. She was strong. <laughs> she was strong from quite early on. I, I'm. I might be just saying this to make myself feel better. Yeah, yeah. She was like yeah. six foot, like she had a couple yeah, of mates, she had yeah, tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to... Um, Prison tattoo. Yeah, she used to spar with The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know so her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good. Um, <laughs> and uh, wonderfully as well, like you, you gained a, a, a stepson, but also not just a stepson, his belongings. Well, yeah, this was before uh, I had the other two. So good 10 years ago mm. now, uh, I took on a stepson. And... Well, I was nowhere near grown up enough to be doing something like that. But I've learned bit by bit over the years how to, you know, be a grown up. But at the time, it was good because, well, we kind of, we were into the same toys and stuff. <laughs> so we kind of just shared the toys. Which <laughs> was, well, no, it was a good, it was a good chance to 
go back to being a kid and enjoying toys. What toys were they? Like classic 90s, is this? Well, no, he was like one and a half, so they were like really <laughs> kiddie toys, you know, like... But, you know, you... Okay, I'm going red, everyone. You can't see it. I'm on the radio, <laughs> but... Um, just just the idea of being able to sit down and well, play do you with like toys. Watch, do you watch like like kids' television? Like I I used to watch kids' yeah. television way until I was like seventeen, eighteen. Like Horrid Henry, things like that. Y- yeah. Like as a parent, I guess it's just an excuse to watch that again. Yeah. I mean now especially now the boys are older. Yeah. they they watch quite cool stuff. Well they did. Now they don't want to spend time with me anymore. They mm. they um Too busy writing their own stand up career. Yeah, that's what I think is happening. <laughs> One of them's gonna be a YouTuber, he's yeah, he loves YouTube. Um he's got a little channel. And he's got some illnesses, and he talks about his illnesses on there and stuff. And he talks about video games, so he's trying to do that. And how old is he? He's eleven. Wow, man. he's eleven. What were you doing yeah. when you were eleven? Like what? When Rabbit, I was eleven, like, what were you doing? Like, I, I, didn't I don't do, know. I didn't yeah, do what about you guys? What did you do when you were eleven? Homework. Were you planning a YouTube career? No, yeah. it didn't exist. No, but man. Yeah, but good on him. Yeah, very, yeah. very cool. And then what's, um, like, it's a totally different generation now, the, the thing with your grandfather at the seaside. When I was a little boy, we went on a trip to Margate, Margate Seaside, and we had lunch there on the beach and we were having fun, and my granddad and I, we ran off into the sea, mm-hmm. went for a bit of a swim, and we were called back, so I ran back, and I, I noticed that granddad hadn't followed me, he was stuck he stayed in the sea and then he walked back really really slowly and as a bit of time went by i realized that he wasn't talking he wasn't saying anything to anyone he wasn't eating or anything and i kept on at him i said granddad what's wrong what's wrong and he was sort of just like nothing nothing mm-hmm. eventually he broke he, he he gave in and he said oh when i dived in my my false teeth came out <laughs> he'd lost his teeth in the sea so he was desperately trying to find them and I I like to imagine still to this day that there's like there's a fish out there <laughs> yeah. with a lovely smile, you know, <laughs> walk, walk like around. The yeah, yeah. Where Grandpa sat, uh, <laughs> sat his little help and yeah. nicks his tea. <laughs> yeah. So that was that's that pretending was, he's a shark. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Get away! <laughs> Take <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Jack. Um, now, like, like Jack Burns. Now, yes. right in Kent music, there is one man who knows everyone, right? And he's the Kent music don, Paul Dunton. Um, and who is he to you? So Paul's, uh, well, I was going to say always has been, but yeah, clearly he's, he's my uncle. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he's always been like a big, you know, inspiration, someone I've always looked up to since I was little. And He's um, a professional golfer yeah. and a professional musician. Yeah. I went out with him once, like having a couple of Diet Cokes, right, because, you know, we don't go drinking, right? And, uh, like, my God, he's got game, or whatever you call it. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's a, you sit next to him, the guy's a professional sportsman and a professional musician. He must be so popular at school. Yeah. Well, like, I think like, he, when, he was, when he was really young, like he was playing against pros. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like really, really. How young. can you yeah. like you either do professional sport or you're a professional yeah. musician? Yeah. You can't do both. Yeah. Just, oh man. Yeah, it's crazy how he made up both. But growing up, I was this always ambitious. His like achievements and like yeah. obviously he told me all his stories, so, like families and stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I always had to do something either if it was like a professional sport or. The music was just what I've taken up now, and uh, yeah, I've always, it's always, I've always done performing and stuff. But like now, it's been like a, such a focus on music, and now it's nice that we get to see things together and a couple of sets and stuff together, which is really nice. And, and you uh, like you came from Manchester to Dartford today. I did. Which yes. is how many miles? Like how many? Like that's <laughs> kind of hundred. I don't know, but that, it was a just three to know, four hour journey. It it, what does Dartford have that Manchester hasn't? A tunnel. Yeah, a oh, tunnel. A tunnel. <laughs> 
And a bridge. And a bridge. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. Kieran Paul. No, yeah. Hmm? Tunnel and a bridge. There you go. Ironically, <laughs> the best thing in Dartford is the thing to get you out of it, i.e. the tunnel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of ironic, really. Um, it's the best thing we ever did. Uh, okay, well, Jack, let's have your first love song. So yeah. If you, if you uh, introduce it. Cool. Yeah, uh, this is a song I wrote about two years ago. And uh, it's a song I've got out on iTunes, Spotify, and all other music services. And it's called Let Me Show You. I was afraid when you lost it I told you that I cared and now you lost me I can't breathe through this air In the park it was dark, you're so lonely Fleeting shadows, we were unknown Just breathe, raincoat shields me flooding in But maybe we were holding never clothing All that sea this night life in this world what can we be but you wait till the sun light till the morning just tell me please you were walking down all on your own when i found you was i seeing things i hadn't known until i came to you and said what you don't understand is my plan When I ran away, but then I met you And things you don't have to know Never go to your room with me Let me show you Fighting shivers, shake for winters In the night I breathe in ice Faded blisters never want to twist No rolling in and blowing out We're just bowling, it's how they rolling Lives this lullaby over the rainbow Tilting heads of you and I Umbrella catching, secrets taxing Wind was high when I kissed her Never floating high Walking down all on your own when I found you. Was I seeing things at known until I came to you and said, well, What you don't understand is my plan when I ran away, but then I met you. And things you don't have to know, never close to you, knowing me. Let me show you. Let me show you uh, from Jack Burns, and uh, he's going to be doing another track 
very soon uh, after this from Empathy Test. Remember, you can get in touch with us using the hashtag the KP Sessions. Hello, I'm comedian Fiona Ridgewell, and you're listening to the Kieran Paul Sessions on Miskin Radio. Now it's time for our second live song from Jack Burns, so I will let you introduce it. Cool, great. Um, before I start, just want to let you know if anyone likes or hears what they say, um, I've got all, all my Facebookers, Jack Paul Burns or Jack Burns Music, um, check out all my gigs. I've got a gig next Thursday at the Great Lady in Tunbridge Wells. If anyone's around, it'd be great to see you there. Um, yeah, all the information is on my Facebook, as I said. Um, but this song... It's the last song, and this one's called Three Words. Throw in shade in the sunlight. in my window from the outside No hands are rustling through the keys But it's the hands that I need Just hold tight I carry my candle as we enter the moonlight Just hold on of me And she tells me Those three words I can live without No lay with me We'll whisper winds that flood our hearts With an endless breeze So my paper plane can fly forever And no, I don't know if you know these words are floating for you I met this girl I met a few but this one's got my truth And I've been scared But sun always comes after darkness And hands still rustling through the keys Now there's an open door to what I need Just hold tight Carry my candle as we enter the moonlight Just hold on for me And she tells me Those three words I can't live without Lay with me We'll whisper winds to flood our hearts with an endless breeze So my paper plane can fly forever And no, I don't know if you know These words are floating for you Those three words are meant for you Know those three words, yeah, I love you. Know those three words, I'm meant for you. Know those three words, yeah, I love you. And she tells me those three words I can't live without. No, 
lay with me We'll whisper winds to flood our hearts with an endless breeze So my paper plane fly forever and oh, I don't know if you know These words are floating few That is beautiful. Uh, that was three <laughs> words by Jack Burns. Um, so if you want to hear those sessions again, you can on the podcast. I just searched the Kieran Paul sessions uh, wherever you get your podcast and you can download it for free from tomorrow morning. And remember as well, there are now bonus comedy episodes to for subscribers. So we just had some beautiful music. So chaps, if you're whack on your headphones, um, we, now, we had some beautiful music there. Uh, we are now going to play um, a video from YouTube that producer Ben did in... On the 28th of September 2012, right? And this is the description. As this year is James Bond's 50th anniversary, I decided to sing karaoke of Casino Royale's theme song, You Know My Name by Chris Cornell. I believe it is the best song ever, and so this is why I chose to sing this song. Let's just have a listen to Ben, producer Ben, doing some singing. Take a life, do you know what you'll get? Odds are you won't like what it is When the storm arrives, would you be seen with me? Have a merciless eyes, I've deceived Daniel Craig, yeah Chorus coming from blinding heights Love you yourself, I'm a big so there's a guy that's commented juan diego commented you tried that's the first step no matter if you can sing or not but you did it and that's cool <laughs> right and then ben replies on youtube cheers juan your words mean everything to me <laughs> right ben talk us through it come on let's have a bit more the coldest blood runs through my <laughs> Go on. Go on, Ben. That was like 12-year-old me. Um, what you excuse me, like 2012. Okay, that is a six years ago, isn't it? Yeah, go okay, on. That's fair. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, you, you, your, your arithmetic's good, but it's no excuse. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it, right, so, right, okay. I just want... Never saw me change the game that we have been playing I've seen diamonds cut through harder men Right, okay Ben, uh, very quickly, so how do you feel? that you t- To be fair to Ben, right, you told us in the other studio like five minutes before the show yeah. You didn't have to, and like we've put it on and he, But no. kudos to you for that, but why on earth did you do it? No, actually, no, better question. Why is it still there? I think that's the better question. <laughs> it's actually on private, so you're quite lucky I shared it. Yeah, is yeah. It now, so Not anymore, it ain't. Oh, go on, do another line. Yeah, go on. So, because you, you put, the, you put the, um, the lyrics up as well, but you, you made so many spelling errors. You know where it's like, you meant to say angel, you put angle, so it totally changes the meaning, but yeah. Come on, we've got it on the back, go on. So this is, this is 12-year-old Ben. Ben, come on. Go. 
Try to hide your hand Forget how to feel Life is gone With just a spin of a wheel <laughs> oh man, you're probably the only musician ever, if I can call you a musician, to have like 12 year old you and 18 year old you on the same record. It yeah. feels like I'm on a talent show and in front of four judges. Uh, Jack, please give a critique. What are you talking about? I'd really like that. Yeah? I really oh, like it. Thank you. There you okay. go. I don't know why you're proud of it. I might revisit my singing. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, we've heard a few ridiculous. Oh, we get Ben, you're gone. Sorry, I can't have any more of that. I'm only. Ten more seconds. I think it's really unfair you did this after Jack went. Maybe yeah. before, you know, there's a bit people, people might get the wrong idea. That's it. You know what? <laughs> if someone's heard, like, Jack Burns is on the radio tonight and they tune in thinking, <laughs> Jack, Jack isn't that crazy. <laughs> How's he got he's on bit, there? He's a bit poor. <laughs> I don't want to go and see him. Doing? Is that why I came with the show, wasn't it? Yeah. Just to like... <laughs> buffer. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we've heard some of uh, Ravi's ridiculous jobs, but now it's time for this beauty. Worst jobby wobby, worst jobby wobby, worst, worst, worst. Worst jobby wobby, worst jobby wobby, worst. So, worst jobby wobby was is where uh, we come to our comedians and we ask them the weirdest job ever they've done. So, Danny Walsh, please tell us yours. My worst jobby wobby was a cloakroom attendant at. Um, I don't want to say the name. I'll say uh, KT Minimum. Yep, okay. okay. I have shopped there before. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Should I go into it? or? Yeah, yeah, please. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, far away, yeah. So I was a cloakroom attendant at probably the deadest shop of these chains ever. Yeah. And these chains are quite desolate, desperate places anyway. But this one was even quieter. So I would spend my day just shuffling... And reshuffling and reorganizing the number tags of how many you items you have. People. Yeah. So like if someone has three items, you give them a blue number three. Yeah. yeah. If they've got four, you give them the orange number four. When did they so come on. in, by the way? I don't know. Because they're a new thing. Like, well, relatively, relatively new. Relatively new. You used to just wander in there. No one yeah. cared about how many items no, you had. No. But I, I think I think theft had something to do with it. Yeah, that's frustrating yeah. when that yeah. happens, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That puts a downer on the day. So they were like, hey, you walked in there with ten. You don't have a tag to prove it. Exactly. So then they were like, we're going to get tags. Um, and that's why I had entertainment and the, that jobby wobby. And uh, what would happen at the end of the shift? Oh, at the end, we would all get designated a section to tidy up. And mm. I always got shoes. And it was, it was just weird because you'd clear up all the shoes, but then you'd find rogue shoes. So like this one loose <laughs> renegade shoed on its o- a shoe on its own. So you'd have to find its partner. But it would be like... It'd be like at the other the side of the shop yeah. or in a different shop sometimes. <laughs> just just weird. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. But um, not really. And, r- right, Ravi. Now, um, yeah, t- t- tell us your worst jobby wobby. Okay, so the worst jobby wobby I ever had, uh, I only had it for two days and I didn't really want it anyway. Um, <laughs> I was staggering home after a, a night. This is long before I was a vicar. This was in my misspent youth. So I was severely hungover, walking through the common in Cambridge, which is where I grew up, and the fair was there. Um, and I knew one of the people who, who worked on it. So I went to say hello to them and they roped me in to working on the ghost train. 
and it was probably the worst ghost train in England. It was really, you know, because basically people were going through the ghost train and then coming out just as they came out the door then just going, well, that was just rubbish. So what they, they hired... It was they an gave, angry train. They just got angry. Yeah, yeah. Was it. it was an ang- and, and, and basically they hired me. Uh, so I, I looked pretty scary myself at the time. I just pink mohican and um so punk you had a uh, pink mohican yeah you've yeah. got have you got it with I'm, you well yeah well, well in fact in in this so, particular well, that, yeah. that oh wow well, it was red there. so yeah uh, but, uh, producer running if you whack that on instagram yeah. and snapchat yeah. as well so, so that's rabbit. that's what this is a before and after shot so this is what i looked like at the time so imagine you're you're on a ghost train it's been absolutely rubbish as you're kind of heading towards the door, turning to your mate, going, well, this is the... I jump out, <laughs> brandishing this rubber skeleton, a plastic inflatable skeleton. So people screamed, probably more frightened of me <laughs> than of the skeleton. And that was the exact moment that they then, you know, come out the exit. So everyone walking past sees people coming out, screaming, going, ah, oh my God, like that. Um, and that was my job, was to kind of try and convince unwilling punters that this was actually a decent ghost train. So they didn't make you dress as a skeleton. They made you hold one and just yeah. brandish it. That, yeah. is, that is brilliant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, but I was so incredibly badly hung over that I, I mean, I was just feeling terrible. So I kept trying to go home. I just kept going, look, I can't do this anymore. And they were sort of forcing me to, so I mean, actually, if I'd been in a, my normal set of mind, I'd have probably really enjoyed it. But it was more the fact, that, I mean, it was, it was the fact that I was hung over and had to just sit there all At least day. it was a dark place, I guess. Like, you need a dark place when you've had it too much. Oh, I thought you meant, well, I was in quite a dark well, place. Well, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't wish, yeah, yeah. At least you were yeah. in a dark place. Yeah, that that yeah, helped, yeah. yeah. I was in a dark place on two levels, really. <laughs> Good wordplay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you were also in a band. I, well, I was, band. yeah. And uh, what happened at Stonehenge? Okay, well, that was, that was um, to, so this was uh, my, my first band we were called, well, it was my first proper band. We were called God's Government, and we played at Stonehenge in <laughs> 1990. <G-G's. laughs> <laughs> the poor man's Bee Gees. We're the GGs, God's Government. Yeah, yeah and never, funnily enough, no one's ever suggested that before. I, 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 it never occurred to us to think of ourselves as the GGs. We just called ourselves God's Government. But, um, yeah, so we played Stonehenge 1990, which was sort of after... Stonehenge had been sort of shut down because there'd been a big riot in 1998. Funnily enough, started by the guitar player of my band, and he did actually go to prison for that. But after he came out of prison... Did you then have to do a private investigation on him? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, we, 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 in fact, it was us that, fu- that tracked him down. Really? No, no that's <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but But um, so we then played there in 1990. Uh, we didn't get a particularly good reception because we were sort of a kind of psychedelic punk band i mean if you imagine kind of pink Floyd the doors or? meets the clash something like that mm-hmm. okay yeah mm. so but we, we were quite sort of doorsy um but the particular audience we were playing to i mean this was the you know, very very hardcore punks that just wanted uh so they they started you know, chucking things at us and shouting at us and, and the stuff. stones. <laughs> what, 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 you know, one of them tried to sort of actually pull me off the stone. I mean, so grabbed my wow. feet. So I, I just as an involuntary response, just kicked this bloke in the face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, like Danny's daughter. You ne- yeah. You never thought you were going to see a vicar go. No. So I kicked this. No, no, in no. The face. no. <laughs> when are your memoirs coming out? I want to purchase them. Yeah. And- yeah. Um, they were entertaining. So, so anyway, so I, I, but I was sort of in at this stage, you know, I was, 
I, I was kind of because we'd had this manager that had basically convinced us that we were about to get the biggest, you know, that we were going to have this massive record deal, be rock stars. So I was in this kind of delusional state of, you know, <laughs> this, this idiot, you know, kick, kicks him in mm. the face, and then this other guy <coughs> comes on stage and just goes, "Hand me the mic." Uh, and, and I actually believed this bloke was going to say, now look, everybody, this band have come all the way down from London to play for us. They're an absolutely fantastic band. I think you should be showing them a little bit more respect. So, will you, you know, and in fact, this bloke, when you come to our festival from your Ponzi London ways, you kick my mate's teeth out. Now we're going to kick your teeth out. And even at that point, I didn't really get, I just went, well, I'm just not doing this gig then. And I turned around and walked off the stage thinking that, you know, and there's the bloke whose teeth I've kicked out with it, with about six of his mates. And they just beat the living daylights out of me. And my mates had to sort of smuggle me out of the festival. But, wow. you know, they, they sort of put a wig and, uh, you know... Uh, sort of Elvis of, Presley gear? Yeah, yeah Elvis <laughs> Presley gear. That would have been very conspicuous. So I was sort cool of bet. smuggled out with... It's a lot know, like ridiculous glasses, like... Yeah, like dark like glasses Like fake nose, that sort of job. Not, not fake nose. Like, like Weekend at Bernie's sort of thing. Like just I, ca- He's okay, aren't you? Yes, I'm okay. I haven't <laughs> actually seen Weekend at Bernie's, but it sound, it's a film I've always wanted to see. So what happens in that? There's uh, one of their friends dies... And oh, they right. basically carry him oh. around for oh, a few right. days. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love a, a bit of Cadaver stuff. Uh, it is, yeah. a, it is, a, it is a comedy, but. Yeah. I yeah, didn't die. Just can I be clear? But yeah. I didn't actually die. No, I, I, mean, know. I know it is Easter weekend. I mean, that would make that, you Jesus would, literally. Yeah, right literally be Je- that would be not, a scoop for the Kieran Paul show. We had Jesus on. I'm calling you a vicar is an understatement. my name is holy, I am not actually Jesus. I just work for him. The gateway to your community, Miskin Radio. Hello, Kieran here. And Ben. Yeah. Thank you for downloading. Uh, Do click subscribe so you get a free podcast delivered straight to your device as soon as it's out. Also, if you get your podcast on iTunes, do give us a star rating and a review, even if it's bad, maybe. Yeah, even if it's bad. How about saying, be a star and give us a rating? No. Oh. But also, give us a follow on Instagram and Snapchat. Just search to KP Sessions. Maisie's here. She's our new member of our team, Ben. Maisie's oh. lovely. What's her role? I don't know. She's I don't pre- know. Oh. She just sits in, watches. Mm. Mm. Eats crisps. Ooh. Ooh. Sharing is caring. Just yeah. remember that. It's probably about time we stop recording now, isn't it? Yeah, we've got a show to do. Hmm. Maisie, can I have a drink? No, get it yourself. Oh, actually, Ben, we didn't, we didn't uh, put you in. Can you, like, pretend to be coming through the door? Slam the door now. Slam it. Slam it. Oh, Ewan's just arrived. Hey, Ewan. 